You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. Hi, my name is Stephen Long, and I host a show here on Rock Candy called Sacred Tension. It's about the spiritual discipline of asking questions. If you find yourself uncomfortable in your faith, or if you find yourself caught between modern science and ancient religion, or if you're curious about the journeys of others who are sorting out faith and doubt, Sacred Tension is a place where nothing is off limits. You will find conversations with pastors, cult experts, spiritual leaders, and skeptics, all discussing the ways we navigate the faiths we were given. Find Sacred Tension right here on Rock Candy and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello and welcome to Joe and Reese's Pickle and Boot Shop, a diabolical brainwashing machine. I'm one of your hosts here, Reese Roper. This is the part of the show where I give a disclaimer for what is on the show. Most of it sucks, I'm going to tell you that right now. We tell all the good jokes before the clap. Uh, we don't cut out me chewing or fumbling around in a bag of Reese's Pieces. Joe confuses roofing with police work this week. We say that Channing Tatum needs to pick first name, and we suggest Randy Channing. Pants? No, but shirts, we've got them on. We tell some more poop stories. I make the statement, I have a Captain Ahab-sized sailor on the poop deck. We talk about the pro circuit of toilet clogging. I plagiarized a jingle from Five Iron Frenzy. Sorry, guys. We talk about a subpar Arby's, which is called Beefaroo. The Pickle and Boot Shop. We always hope you hate it. Well, here we go. You guys, hopefully you heard all that good stuff because I think all our jokes were already done in the pre-part. I'm going to cut it out, man. Um, in this episode, Reese is going to cut out all the funny stuff. So I'm going to cut out me chewing Reese's pieces. Reese's schmeeces. So at work the other day, we're kind of uh-huh. doing a recruitment thing at the... Uh, the police department, or I'm excuse me, at the roofing company, we're mm-hmm. doing. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> we're doing a. You need to do a. Oh, actually, because I said police department, you need to do a pig sound uh, uh-huh. to to edit that. Um, I don't understand. But we're doing a like kind of a recruitment thing, and mm-hmm. so uh, for roofers, a, a female, a female officer whose last name is Reese, Jessica Reese. Uh, she came to uh, the school with me to kind of talk to to females at the school that might be interested in law enforcement. And her last name, she spells it different. She spells it R-E-E-C-E. Which is a lie. And but a student ahead. came up and said, what's your name? Officer Riki. So she has been Officer Riki since then. So, <laughs> I like how you're eating Reeky's Peakies. No, this is the thing. I, this is a very common brand of, of confectionery and food. Reese's. You're hold, you're how do they spell that? Right? Reese's Pieces. Yeah. And then sometimes you see like the ball hitch, you know, like on the back of a truck and it's Reese's. It's also spelled R-E-E-S-E. And then there's like a brand of like pickled things, R-E-E-S-E. Somehow, 
everybody well, still fucking spells my name wrong with a C. Like, where, where, who spells it like that? See, she says everybody spells her name with an S. Uh, who spells it with a C, though? For real. She does. Like, I know, because so Jessica Reese, but Reiki. like Reese, Reese Witherspoon, R E S E. Everybody spells it, which is technically a misspelling because it's R H Y S. It's Welsh. But still, I mean, like, if you're going to misspell it, like, do it the most common and accepted way. I swear to God, any, like, any time I, I tell somebody my name, they write it R E E S E, R C E. It's always with a C. Just go back to Mike. Mm, I can't. <laughs> I just, I just think you need to, just change it up. Just go with like uh, Toby. Yeah, that's a good idea. Just at, at work, sometimes they call me Magic Mike. Oh, because they, they know I'm a Cause Michael. Because you, you got the moves. I do have some moves. You got the moves like Jagger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not for my dancing. It's because I calm, I calm the savage beast in the in the children. You got moves like Channing Tatum, or is it mm-hmm. Tatum Channing? What's his name? Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum, not Tatum Channing. Yeah, it's too much. That guy needs to pick just one normal name and put it with one of those other ones. Put pick a pick a last name because you have. I know Channing. he listens. I know he listens. He's a patron. Yeah, he's a Patreon yeah. subscriber. Channing, we're already accustomed to that with Carol Channing. Yeah, you know, so greatest pick, songstress of our time. Pick a first name like Randy. Randy, Randy Channing. Channing, or Randy Tatum. Yeah, Randy Channing just rolls off the tongue. Randy Channing. <laughs> it sounds uh-huh. like it sounds like you're slurring a different word. I don't know what that word is. But when Randy you go, Channing. Randy Channing. It sounds like you're trying to say something, but but Randy you're having a stroke. Channing. <laughs> if you had the, the serious Lake Erie accent, you'd go, Randy Channing. Is there Randy? a Randy? <laughs> is there a Randy Channing around here? Randy His buddy's Channing. name is Adam. Adam Jackson. Adam, Adam Jackson. And Randy Channing. I mean, I think that Channing uh, Tatum fella would get more. I think he would get more roles in Hollywood if he switched to Randy Channing. Definitely more ladies would be attracted to him. Yeah. You know, I feel like he needs some more of that. And and if he he did the people cover, uh, sexiest Mm -hmm. man of the year, Randy Channing. I mean, there's Randy there's not a, there's not enough Channing. teenage girls pining over Randy's. No, no, they're not. Like Randy, Randy Newman. A lot of ladies oh, like him. I love Randy Newman. A lot of ladies. Jeez. Did I mean, talk about having some Polish stalkers. That guy. Did he, he uh, is lit up? Did he die? I don't. I don't think he did. Is he alive or dead? No, he's alive. Is he? Yeah, I think the only the the best of the songwriters that the COVID got was uh, friggin' Adam Schlesinger. Adam Schlesinger. What, what band is he from? Fountains of Wayne. Oh, and COVID got him. Co- the COVID got him, man. Oh, that ain't good. Well, you I cried. Up- that dude was like my Did favorite you? lyricist. Really? Mm-hmm. Never even heard of the guy. Never heard Come. of you. Next. Have Your you money's on the dresser, honey. Next. Uh, that thing you do. He wrote the music for it. Josie oh, and seriously? the Pussycats? Yeah. Josie oh, and the Pussycats? He wrote it. Never seen that. But I. Uh, Found the Wayne, though? Yeah, but I know into uh, that thing you do. That's yeah. a great movie. I went and saw <clears throat> that thing you do when we were in California recording mm-hmm. Motor City Ska. Uh-huh. We went and saw that with the Spivvies. Did you really? We did. We went to uh, we went to a theater in uh, Huntington Beach, and we watched that thing you do with the Spivvies, who are a band like the band in that thing you do. They kind of are. Yeah, they were like a nerdy fifties band, like Buddy Holly kind of band. If you guys have never heard the Spivvies, it's F S P I E V. 
I E S. No, S P I V I E S. T H E E. The Spivvies. Correct. Yeah. And I was part of the Spivvies fan club. Oh, you got a? Did you get a, a little uh, ID card? I I got an ID card. I got mm-hmm. um, a plastic like alien squirt gun. Jeez, OP. I got a paper doll set. Hmm. And I still have it. It's in yeah. it's in my like box of of you know old stuff. But I have the yeah. the Spivvies fan club. Uh, you know, um, first the like first box you got. It's there with your amazing stories number thirteen. Yep. Just because you're like, ah, do I need to keep this? Uh, who's this fella? Spider Man? You kept this it. This guy. Uh, this is a fad. This, this won't catch on. This won't catch on. Hey, speaking of catching on. Uh huh. I was asked this week. I was sitting at church mm-hmm. as church wound down. One of our uh, one of our listeners, but even more so, a friend of mine, uh, Vicky Coakley. Yeah, Vicky Coakley comes up behind me and says, "All right, I gotta ask you a question." So I'm like, "Uh oh." And how her, good how good looking is that race fella in yeah. real life? Yep. And I said, "You know what? Yeah. Take a I piece know. of bubble gum, uh-huh. chew it up. Then, mm-hmm. while it's still in your mouth, chew up a baby carrot, uh huh, and spit that carroty bubble gum onto the ground." Spit it in the in a out in a barber shop. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Spit that carroty bubble gum out onto the floor of a barber shop. Take that and spread mm-hmm. it over a mannequin's head. And yep. that is how good looking Reeky Roper is. <laughs> Reeky Roper. Pretty you hit that one on the you hit that nail on the head, dude. <laughs> so she came up to you in church, came yeah. snuck up behind you. Snuck up behind me like she uh-huh. was a Native American stalking a bison. Just right up on me. And I wasn't sure where you were going with that. Yep. And just I swear she was wearing moccasins. Walks right up on me and says, Hey, I <laughs> What 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 was wrong with there? I'm just like, okay, now all right, <laughs> still okay. We're yeah, still okay. No, we're good. We're still good. Um, yep. She she snuck up on me, uh, and she said, "All right, I have a question for you." I said, "What?" She goes, "You know, basically, like you and Reese screw around so much. Is the <clears throat> Polish stalker true? Oh, like is the um, Polish stalker for real or is it a bit?" Mm-hmm. And I said, Vicky, it is as real as real can get. And I said, our Polish stalker is not only real, but people on social media have figured out who she is. And they will try and, you know, hey, why don't you cool it? And then they end up getting blasted by her. And people are like, yeah. oh, I wish I never did that. I wish I never started down that road. Yeah, and so that's why we always tell our 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 listeners don't don't mess with the stalker if you figure out who she is or whatever like that. Don't mess with her because we're not joking, man. Like she will, she'll uh, get goofy with you. So um, I had to I had to warn Vicky about that. Yeah, she sent me an email somehow like a, three weeks ago and was like, "Hey, let's." It was Mother's Day. She's like, "Let's call a truce on this." Was it Mother's Day or Mother's Day's coming up? Let's call a truce. Let's do it. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, this isn't a war. I just asked you to leave me alone. <laughs> Did you take the truce, though? I'm not, like, I'm not doing anything to her. This is what she thinks we're doing, talking about her. Like, we're, this is our offensive, and she's playing defense by by talking shit about us and showing everybody, uh, you know, sensual, bad men. sensual yes. videos yes. <laughs> that I said. If they her. talk bad about me, I'll talk bad about them. Yes, they're and bad she men. Talks to all the all, all our fans, sends them crap like that. The pickle and boot shop. Yes, it's like yes, it's like scorpion on heroin. Yes, they're like two two vipers. They're like two vipers, high on caffeine. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. 
And now it's cool. It's like and in Poland, but, those so are this, you guys in Poland. Those are very harsh statements. A viper yeah. on caffeine. It doesn't get much worse. It doesn't. That's like making fun of Pope John Paul II. That's like saying the c word. Yeah, Catholic. Cadaver. Oh, cadaver. Sorry, Joe. Um, Klondike. No, man. She thinks this is like a tit-for-tat thing. This is not a tit, by the way. There's no tit. I am not titting. There's no tits being shown. We'd like to be doing more of that on this show, but we don't. Our shirts remain on. What? Yeah. I mean, pants, no, but shirts, we got them on. Pickle and Boot Shop is completely pants pants optional. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. If you're listening in your car, totally fine. You get pulled over by a by somebody, a roofer or a policeman. Drop them. It's okay. Say you're listening to Pickle and Boot Shop. They would be so if they were like, uh, why are you driving without any pants? Because I'm listening to the Pickle and Boot Shop. Like you just say it with confidence and they'd be like, mm-hmm. Oh what? Okay. All right, have uh, have fun. Sorry I bothered you. Sorry. Sorry I stopped you for doing one fifteen and a thirty, but go ahead. And the key is you carry around some of that fart spray in your glove box. Act like you're getting in there to get to get your license and registration and just fill the car up with it. And then when they, they open it, you just be like, Sir, I have diarrhea. I I am terrified I'm not gonna make it. No. <laughs> please. You have please let me go. Have like a already have a bag if you're running late. Have like a bag. <laughs> you know how in junior high you took all the leftover food and mixed it up? Did you ever do uh-huh. that? Uh no. In junior high, we would take everybody who sat at our table at the end. At the end of lunch, whatever wasn't finished, we would combine in a plastic bag and mm-hmm. then pour, like, chocolate milk in it. So it would be this just mucky, chocolatey, you know, brown goo. And then we would go into the bathroom, and we thought it was so hilarious to hold the plastic bag by two corners at the bottom <laughs> and just flick it into a urinal. No. <laughs> so it looked like someone just took the biggest dump in a urinal. It like sprayed it, you know, like diarrhea in a urinal. And and no one had to clean that up. That's <laughs> I know. We just thought it would be so funny. We didn't now think back then. Like, you're some... just like, oh. <laughs> I, I am just like one bad decision away at my job right now so, from cleaning that up. Speaking just of which. One, another, one swear another, word in another the wrong poop story. person. So when I was oh, working yeah. for the Salvation Army. I, I one day I had to go to the bathroom so bad, so I go in this faraway bathroom where like nobody is in the church, and I, I, I blow it out. I blow it out, and what comes out of me is probably the size of a large zucchini. Wow! And I go, I go to flush the toilet, and it backs up, and the toilet breaks. Uh-huh. So it, it sounds like you could have broken it with the weight of yes, that thing. Yes, I think the weight distribution between the tank and the bowl was off, and it, it just wasn't going to flush. Mm-hmm. So it it fills like to the rim where you're praying to the Lord to not overflow, and it didn't. It raised so high, and then it just kind of stopped and just settled there. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm, like, running late for something that I had to do. So I just closed the lid. (laughs) (laughs) So I closed the lid, and I went to grab a piece of paper to say out of order and Mm -hmm. put it on the, you know, put it on the bathroom. And then when I got back from whatever errand I had to run, I was going to fix the toilet. Well, when I left to get the piece of paper to write the note, someone... Someone got my attention, pulled me aside, and I was on another tangent, you know, doing something else on a, on a busy workday. Completely forgot about it. So oh, no. Nate Shogren, our drummer, his wife was one of the church janitors. <laughs> oh, no. So she goes in to clean the bathroom, opens it up, and there's just this turd staring at her. Like an like an alligator coming out of a swamp. 
A zucchini-sized turd. Yeah, just raises its head like an alligator in the bayou and just stares at her. And she she slams the toilet lid down, starts crying. <laughs> and No. Yes. And somehow later that evening, I was with It got me. traced back to you? So Nate, Nate, I'm talking to him or we're with each other or something. Something happened that day to where... Or it was like a week later, something like that. We're doing like uh-huh. band practice or something. And Nate's like, yeah, uh, his wife, Christina, she goes by Tina. So he's like, yeah, Tina had the worst day. Like she almost quit or she did quit. I forget what it was, something like that. And I was like, why? What happened? He was like, she had the worst day. Like her morning went like this. And it was like one thing bad after one thing bad after the next thing bad. And he goes, and the final straw was she went to clean a toilet. And it had this huge turd <laughs> that she had to take care of. He had to get out like a unwrapped coat hanger and like try and break it up like a machete just to get oh through it, Lord. and uh, and yeah, just to pierce its its armored plating like a dragon, like a dragon's tail, and uh, so I start dying laughing, and he's like, "Dude, that like why is that funny? Like why are you laughing at my wife's like worst know, day ever? Yeah, worst day ever." And I'm like, dude, that was my crap. (laughs) So then not only was she disgusted that somebody did that to her, but that she was doubly disgusted that it was mine. Oh, Lord. Joe. Yeah. Did you have a chance to make up? Did you apologize? Never. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I ever got the chance. I have a similar story in that uh, Keith and Leonor and I all lived in this house that Dennis owned. Um, And he decided to sell it. So we were all moving out and we were helping him get it cleaned up and get ready. He was doing all this stuff to get it ready. Well, I just remember I had a tremendous like Captain Ahab size sailor on the poop deck. And this bathroom in his basement, he put in himself. And I'm not going to critique his plumbing skills, but like he was learning as he's, he was going. He's way better at like home improvement and stuff now. So he'll tell you this, but like he put in this bathroom himself. And there was a lot of times that toilet clogged. <laughs> Now, that being said, I'm like a champion toilet clogger as well. <laughs> You're on the pro circuit. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just had the largest Captain Ahab to get out. And, of course, like it was just full. And then it wouldn't flush. So it was full and then water on top. And something happened. Like, I I was in a hurry. I was like, I got to poop real bad. Pooped, went, was doing stuff for like a day. And then I come back to unclog it, and it was done. Like, it was all cleaned out and done. And like a month later, I was just like, oh, somebody else clean it. It's no big deal. A month later, Dennis's wife, Melinda, is... Like, we're together, and I realize she is super pissed at me. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? She goes, did you leave a poop in the toilet? (laughs) Like, is that how you thank Dennis for, you know, letting you guys live there all those years? And I was like, oh, my gosh, no. No, 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 no. No, that toilet always clogged. I was going to come back, <laughs> but I forgot. Oh. He was pissed. I think he's still pissed at me for it. I think he still thinks I did it on purpose. Like, I'll, I'll show you I'll for show charging you. me three. Uh, he did charge me 300 bucks a month, and I lived. I didn't even have a room. I lived in a hallway in his <laughs> basement. There, that seems like a good was, payment, though. There was a window. It does nowadays. This is like late 90s, early 2000s. There's a window up like at the end, and then the rest is just darkness. But man, it was good for sleeping. 
And like for demons to attack you. Yeah. It was good for both those things. Well, I have a, I have another story I can share with you. So right. when the ins- hey guys, just so you want to, just in case you're like, what is the format of this show? Poop stories. We talk about this. This is actually we wrote this down. This is called "This Month in Poop" is our new mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> this month. <laughs> <laughs> Can you come up with a jingle for it? I sure can, Joe. Okay. So when you edit this, before we start this, you you need to do, it needs to splice in this month in poop with a jingle. Okay. Okay. This month in poop. Um, So continuing with this, so the insiders, we would stop touring every year. Right around Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. People have heard this a million times. And then we would work for the Salvation Army between Thanksgiving and Christmas for the Red Kettle season. Well, one year, we went to Rockford, Illinois. Nate Shogren's parents were the core officers in one of the Rockford Rockford Salvation Armies. Mm -hmm. And so we were helping. And some wealthy business owner donated this giant vacant warehouse to the Salvation Army for the season so they could keep all their their food that was donated and coats and toys and they would use this this warehouse to 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 store all that until it was time to distribute all that for Christmas. Okay. So, I go down to Rockford. Nate and I go down to Rockford. We meet up with his brother Mike and we go to his dad and we're like, all right, put us to work. What do we need to do? And he's like, I want you to go down to the this warehouse and start, you know, doing whatever, like loading these boxes on pallets, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we're like, all right. So we go down, we get into this warehouse. Now it's the dead of winter. So it's, you know, it it's kind of like late November, early December when we went down. Uh-huh. From what I remember, it might have been closer to Christmas now that I think about it. And there is like this giant wall that's maybe 20 feet long and 10 feet tall that was basically like a garage door that was open. And it just had like visqueen, like plastic sheets that hung down. Right. And because this place was vacant, it was freezing. So So they didn't have heat. So they didn't have heat. So that it was vacant, so they turned it off. They don't want to pay for the bill, so they they turned off the heat. So we get in there and we're freezing. We're working, and like we could see our breath, our noses are cold, our hands are freezing. So we're like, dude, enough of this. Like, is there does the heat work on this place? Uh-huh. So we go over, we find the thermostat, and one of the guys like adjusts it. And we there's a fourth person, our very, very, very first road manager, his name was Mark. So it was Nate. Mark, Mike, and me. Uh-huh. And so Mark like goes up, like adjusts the thermostat, and after working a half hour, we're all still freezing. We're like, this thing doesn't work. It's broke. So I go up to it like I'm spinning the wheel for the final prize on Price is Right, and I give this, this thermostat dial just a spin. Yeah. And I'm like, it's broke. So we go back about our business. Well, we start working, you know, more, and it's lunchtime. So what famous place in Rockford, Illinois, does one eat at when it's lunchtime? The Beefaroo. The Beefaroo? There is a a place, a fast food place. It's like a subpar Arby's. Uh-huh. And, and it's called Beefaroo. So where you, when you're in Rockford and you're hanging out with Cheap Trick. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You exactly. You go to Beefaroo. Yep. Okay. And so eat at the Beefaroo. It doesn't sit well with any of us. So we go back to the warehouse and we're working our afternoon. After a little while. After a little while, Nate's like, dude, my stomach is not feeling good. Like, Beefaroo hit me hard. So It sounds like they combined kangaroo with a cow. <laughs> that that might have been what I was mean, being like, served. Was, let's just see what this tastes like. <laughs> this cow kind of jumps around. 
It boxes. Boxes hillbillies. It's a boxing hillbilly cow. So so Nate's like, oh, my gosh, I, I, I got to poop. So he goes into the, the bathroom, and he destroys it. He blows it out, diarrhea, whatever. Can't find toilet paper, so he uses, like, paper towel or something. He uses his sleeve. Yeah, a sock. <laughs> and he comes back out, and he's like, guys, the water's shut off. <laughs> so he had taken this big dump with, like, no water in the oh, toilet. Oh, my gosh. So there wasn't any in the tank. <laughs> so when he went to flush it, nothing happened. So there's just, just this turd in this bowl, dry docked. Oh. So, 15 minutes goes by, and his brother Mike is like, my stomach is killing me. And he's like, I got to go. I got to go. And so, he goes up there, and he birthday cakes on top of Nate's poop. So, birthday cakes. Yeah, he just, he just wedding caked it. So, so, he goes on top of Nate. Another 20 minutes later, Mark... Mark's like, guys, I got to do it. Like, I can't hold it anymore. Uh, Mark goes in there. Mark tops it off. <laughs> it's like <laughs> over the top of the bowl now. Yeah, it's it's piled up in the bowl. So okay. we're like, so we're like, you know, 18 years old. And we, we leave. So at the end of the day, we leave this place. You, Joe, were unaffected. I was unaffected. Wow. Yeah, I was unaffected. Okay. So we leave this place, and the guy, we all forget to go back to clean it. Uh-huh. So we literally go on with our lives. We go back to Rockford. We come back to Michigan. We go back out on tour. And the next time we had a break in a tour, say it was... March, we go back to Rockford, and as soon as we get into Rockford, we we show up at the church, and Nate's like, "Hey, Dad, what's up? You know, I haven't seen you in a couple of months." And his dad's like, "All of you, I need to see you in my office." And we're like, "Oh crap!" So we walk into his office at the church, and he's like, "I only need to see Nate, Mark, and Joe." So we go into his office, and he goes, "Is there something you guys want to tell me?" And we don't have a clue. You know, obviously, it's three months later. We don't know what he's talking about. How'd Mike get off the hook? Mike lived in Rockford. Oh, he had already so he had already he had already been chewed out. Nobody called you and gave you a heads up. Nobody. That's so pissed. what happened? Okay. So what happened was the owner of the warehouse after like the season stopped by the warehouse to make sure to close it all up after the Salvation Army used it. Uh huh. The heat. Was up to like 110. <laughs> it had been running for like three months. Well, at that point, it wasn't three months. At like, it had been running for like two weeks. It was like, like the Congo in there. Just, yeah. It was oh my cooking. Gosh. And then the dude, and it reeked like crap. And the guy, the guy's like, why does this warehouse, A, why is it 110 degrees? And B, why does it smell like a sewer? Oh, my god! And he checked the bathroom, and there's just this triple birthday cake that had been, like, baked in a kiln. <laughs> just in the toilet. And this guy... Had <laughs> this guy had donated it to the Salvation Army, and we totally forgot. Oh, this guy man. had to clean it out himself, His pay this astronomical, like, heating bill. Yeah. Yeah. And so the Salvation Army ended up having to reimburse him and pay the heating bill and then give him money for having to clean this triple bypass out <laughs> oh of the my gosh. out of the toilet. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's the beefaroo warehouse story. <laughs>
Dude, I am so intrigued by going to the Beefaroo now. You have me at just the name Beefaroo. Yeah, if you're if you're passing through Rockford, I don't know if it's still there. I don't know if it's still open. But yeah. this was '90s, early 2000s. There was the Beefaroo. Jeez. Yeah. Whew. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's been uh, that's been this month in poop. This month in poop. Stay, stay tuned for future uh, episodes where we bring you this month in poop. This month in poop. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm hoping you're going to put some sweet sound effect on my voice. Yeah. When you say that. <laughs> yeah. This month in poop. Dude, speaking of this month in poop, I am I'm eating these Reese's pieces and I'm lactose intolerant. And it is tearing me up. I feel like I'm there's, about to There's that much milk? There must there's be like that much what well what lactose in it? I think there's chocolate in it. And what Oh whatever. yeah, there is. Chocolate whatever, and peanut butter. Whatever else. Yeah, it's gonna give me the craps. Well, why are you why are you eating a f- a three pound bag of them? That's so good, I can't stop it. You gotta hide it. Like, go take it upstairs. You're right. Hide it for myself. Yeah. All right. So, what what else is on the docket, Joseph? I wanted to go over with you because you you have young ones. Do you have young ones that have cell phones? Not yet. So I have. Um, What's your plan for that? To avoid it as long as possible. They're both asking for them. But, like, I have a a flip phone that I got for my microphone company. And so sometimes I have to drop them off at the bus stop and there's, like, the bus isn't there. And there's adults there, but I don't know them. You know, it's like the parents of the other kids. So I'm just like... Put it on a speakerphone, and then I call them as I'm driving to work because they usually get picked up like in that ten minutes it takes me to get from there to work. Yeah, and then I feel safe. But I make <clears throat> them leave it on speakerphone. I don't have a like. There's no cell phone of their own, which I think yeah. is coming. Like Lennon starts junior high next month or next month. That's next year, whatever that is called. Yeah, August. So. I don't know, man. I'm I'm trying to avoid it. I don't want it to happen. Yeah. Oh, so someone's knocking my door. Come on in. Oh, Ella wants yes. to get in on this. Ella, come on in. No, you're good. Come on in. <clears throat> oh, she's saying good. Well, come on in and say good night. His his children interrupt all the time. You can come all in the and time. We can edit this out. Say hi. say hi to hi. Good night, babe. Sleep well. <laughs> Did you see she's wearing an insider shirt? No. <clears throat> she wears it to All my sleep. kids. My kids have, each of them probably have, how many How many insider shirts do you have? You could wear one every day of the week and not repeat. Yeah. Wow. She says she could go two weeks and wearing insider's merch every they, single day. They actually wear it, though. That's what's impressive. They wear it. And they don't, they don't wear them as like, well, she's wearing this one as a... As a sleep shirt yeah but like they wear them to school they have teachers that are like insiders how do you know the insiders and they're like oh my my dad was the lead singer and like they have teachers that like went to our concerts dude mia mia wore the uh five iron trojan head the the skull trojan head Uh to school the other day and one and her teacher was like what do you know about five iron frenzy and she was like yeah he he was he was a fan Good night, Ella. I love you. Night, Ella. Reese, Ricky says good night. Ricky. So my my kids. So there was a s- enormous surplus of leftover Roper merchandise <laughs> that uh, ended up getting to my kids. There's still plenty left. We gave a ton to the Salvation Army. Oh, that's funny. So who knows where those went? But like. I think they were wearing them until they became sentient of it. And people were like, 
why do you have a T-shirt with your own name on it? And they're like, oh, <laughs> embarrassed. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know what I want to see? I want to see some National Geographic picture where some kid in, like, some fifth world country is playing soccer ball with, like, a coconut and wearing yeah. a roper shirt. Yeah. No pants on. No pants like on. Or, like, that. a dirty diaper, and he's uh-huh. seven years old, uh-huh. barefoot, soccer with a coconut, and I need it. I need it and a roper happen. shirt. Yeah. And, so, then, and then I'll just be like, hey, you're welcome, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome, missionaries. Jeez. What else can um, I do for you today? Yeah. How, <laughs> hey, how else can I further your kingdom? <laughs> um, so back to cell phones. Uh-huh. Now, because of my position at the roofing company, mm-hmm. I, uh, I work with schools and making sure that their roofs... Roofs are safe and leak-free. Yes. And in doing so, I, I have to deal a lot with kids and the misuse of their cell phones. And yeah. today, my entire day from 9 o'clock in the morning until 6 o'clock at night was dealing with a particular school and a particular group of 13 and 14-year-olds that were sending nude photos to each other. Oh my god! And and it had gotten out, like you know, because it, it always like one kid sends it to another kid who sends it to three kids, and they each send it to three kids. So then, before you know it, half the school has like a nude photo of like one of their classmates. So half I had to deal with this all committed day. Committed a felony. Yes, exactly. A twenty-year felony: manufacturing, possession, possessing, and distribution of child pornography. In the state of Michigan, that's how that rolls. Now, so the, it, it's what made me think because I was interviewing uh, one of the one of the children, and I was talking to the parents, and they just kind of like threw up their hands and said, "What? Like, what do we do? What do we? What do we do from here?" And I and I always make the whenever parents ask me, I make the same comment and I say, "You know, have you ever seen the Marvel movies?" And I'm like giving a, a, a minor, someone less than the age of eighteen. A cell phone is like giving them the infinity gauntlet. It's too yeah. much power. And every parent will tell you the same thing. Every parent will tell you, I didn't want to do it, but it's peer pressure. Yeah. Because everyone's like, well, so-and-so has a smartphone. So-and-so has a smartphone. So-and-so does this. So-and-so does that. And thank God my children have, I, I've basically told my kids, like, it's a strike one rule. Like, if you ever get caught doing something remotely stupid on your phone, it's gone. It's gone. You don't get another one. You don't get a flip phone. It's gone. And my kids Nothing. have been, yeah, my kids have been pretty, you know, not pretty good. They've been great. They're, yeah. I, have no, I have no qualms w- with them uh, up until this point. So I've been blessed in that area. But at work, having to deal with all these other families, they always ask me, like, well, what do we do? And I'm like, well, for starters, your son or daughter has obviously proven that they can't handle the responsibility of a smartphone. Get them a flip phone. Because parents will, if you always say, take their cell phone away, the the first thing a parent's going to tell you is, well, what if there's an emergency? I want to be able to get a hold of them. Flip phone. And the thing is, yeah, well, I mean, the other thing is your kid's at school all day. If there's an emergency, you call the school. The school, like we all did that. Our parents called the school mm-hmm. when they had to pull us out of school. Mm-hmm. Like your communication with your child doesn't have to be instantaneous. It can be within three minutes, you yeah. know, if something happened. And we're talking about kids who can't have that responsibility. Like they, it's too much for them. And so, you know, you you get a kid and they get you know, all the apps and they get TikTok and they get Snapchat and, you know, they get all these, these other apps where they can share, you know, share pictures, share videos. They're just constantly on those things. Like their, their brains just suck into them. Yeah. And, you know, you're at the school and at lunchtime, every single kid is sitting on a bench with their face in their phone. Like nobody's talking, nobody's talking about music, nobody's like, hey, listen to this band, listen to this band. Like nobody's doing that stuff. The schools that I go to are just 
kids, it's dead silence. You could hear a pin drop at, up for about half the lunch. You could hear a pin drop in the hallway because everyone is on their phone. And it's just the stuff that kids do. And now, mind you, if, if we were young and grew up with cell phones, I'm sure we would have done stupid things, we too. We would have done stupid stuff. I totally would have. Yeah, but we didn't. We didn't grow up in that time, and they are. And so being a parent that hasn't yet made that decision, I yeah. am a parent that has made that decision. I wish I didn't. Um, it's hard to go back now. Like It would be hard sure. to go to my kids and say, hey, I know you guys haven't done anything wrong. Yeah, but I'm going to take cell these. Phones. Yeah, my my oldest is 18, so Ella, who you just saw, she's 18, so whatever she chooses to do, you know, um, that that's on her. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but my my youngest Mia is a sophomore, so I'm not going to tell them to turn their phones in now after they've already had them for this long. But you, as a parent, and listening to these other parents that are just like, what do we do? Like they feel like they're. They feel like they're they're like I don't know if the word's hopeless, but they feel hopeless. They're just like, what do we do? We need help. We need answers. And it's like, dude, you're a parent. Yeah. Take their phone away. You're the boss. Like your son committed 14 felonies within two hours today. Uh-huh. I'm you should probably take that away. Uh-huh. Like 14 felonies. That right there, pro- like if, like think of it, if your parents were like, "Hey, you could have committed a, a misdemeanor by doing something on your phone," like oh. that would be the end of the world. <clears throat> yeah, you'd, you'd get beat. This kid did fo- fourteen felonies. Yeah, and I say in two and a half hours, he 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 did that in in less than ten minutes. I like. I, I think people need to normalize that. Like, you don't have to give your kids everything they ask for. Yes, you don't I have agree. to give them a, something that could easily be dangerous. Just unleash them on the world with, you know, the, with a, a freaking smartphone. Like, yeah, you don't know what apps they have. I mean, like, so Lyndon has a iPad Mini. But when she wants an app, I have to approve it. Me too. She yep. wants TikTok. She wants, she. I think she wants Snapchat because they do like the filters. And I'm like, hell no, neither one. You're not doing either one. Like there's no reason for it. Like right now, I think there's even a fight at our house over YouTube because I, I don't like it. I feel like it's not curated at all. You know, like. There's bad stuff on TV, but at least it goes through a committee. You know, even right. reality TV, somebody is producing that. Some thought has been put into it to be like, eh, I don't know. Should we show this to kids? <laughs> like right. Somebody is doing that. Right. YouTube is just like, how do I get famous? Yeah. my my In, in my last marriage, uh, my stepdaughter, she would watch YouTube like... You know the game, I think it's called Roblox? or Yeah, or, yeah. So she would play Roblox or Minecraft. Uh-huh. And she would watch these YouTubes of these people playing play and screaming about it. Yeah, and they're like yes. dropping F-bombs. Like they're like, yes. oh, the, the F and this and the F. And I'm like, Evelyn, what are, you, what are you watching? She's like, oh, it's a thing on Minecraft. And so it's these grown dudes like Effin and Jeffin. While playing like a children's game uh-huh. that kid, well, I don't know if it's a children's game, it looks like it, you know. But and then like young kids are like watching these YouTube a lot videos, of young kids, yeah. And Those so, guys like, have like a million views, yeah. So then I'd be going to like, you know, my wife at the time, I'd be going to Molly, like, hey, just so you know, this is what she's, and she'd be like, what. So then she'd be like, you know, Evelyn, no, you can't watch this person. So yeah. then she would watch like a different YouTuber and same thing. Same the thing. guy'd be, you know, the the guy might not be dropping F bombs, but he's he's like saying ass or he's saying damn. And uh-huh. like she's, you know, eight years old watching it and you're like, same. What is going on? My kids. Yeah, too. so I understand what you're saying about that. Even if they're not swearing though, like how useless is that to watch a video of somebody playing a video game? 
I yeah. can't. Like, I'm just like, hey, it's enough that I let you play video games this much. Go outside. Like, go, yeah. go outside, find something to do. Take yeah. a stick, throw it at somebody's eye. Do do what we used to do. Try and yeah. murder each other. Yeah. Dude, go have fun. Yeah. Push each other in the pond. Try and fly off the roof. Yeah. With Here, t- take some cardboard and tape and see if you can make wings. You know, so I don't want to sound like I'm an old guy. Like, hey, it was so much better when I was a kid. I just see that that is dangerous. Like, scientifically, it's dangerous to watch so many hours of, of screen time. Like, it messes up your circadian rhythm. It's bad for your vision. You know, all, all these things. You're not interacting with real people. I mean, sometimes you are, but it's not the same as, like, playing, physically playing. It's, with it's not, not the same. You're not getting exercise. You're, you're not getting, like, you texting back and forth or talking to someone through a computer screen, like, social networking and, and uh, being face-to-face with someone, you get those social cues. You say something that offends somebody. You can see the look in their eyes. Yeah. You can, you can hear it in their voice that you've hurt them by what you've said or that you've done something. You've made that person laugh. You find your sense of humor. You find how you can make somebody laugh. You find how you make somebody cry, and you kind of figure out who you are socially. And by all the communication online, via text, via chat, all that stuff, kids don't get that. So they can say the meanest thing to somebody. There's no filter. You can just put it there, and you don't have to watch that person's face crumble because you stuck your foot in your mouth. You know, there's no more putting your foot in your mouth. It's yeah. There's no more putting your foot in your mouth. Yeah, it's not me being like old, afraid of technology and stuff. That's just dangerous. It's just not good for kids. No, not at all. I mean, I don't think so. I think texting is good in the way that it's just like, why would you call somebody to talk about like, hey, do you want anchovies on your pizza? Hey, um, just sign a call and do that. Like, you know, if you can just text something like, hey, we're doing this. You want to come? Yeah. Cool. But to have giant conversations or Mm -hmm. those that are listening out there that are married where, like, you're arguing about stuff. You're at work. Your wife is at work, at home, working from home. You're working from home. Your wife is at work. And you're arguing and you're having these conversations that should be done face-to-face to hear the emotion, to see the emotion, to pick up those cues. Where a judge can't see it. And yeah. your wife's, uh, uh, you know, message registry. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know how that old shtick goes. Yeah. But, you know, so like all that, I just, I hate it. Um, I've often, like, I thought the other day, you know what? Am I going to do it? Am I going to, should I switch back to a flip phone? Yeah. And ultimately, I thought, you know what? I can't. My job, so I'm thinking my job has to be able to get a hold of me. Can they do that on a flip phone? Yes. But a lot of times the information that my job needs of me, I need to look up on a computer, which would be my phone because I don't carry my laptop around all day. Yeah. So then it comes to like banking and like social media I could do without. In all honesty, I, I, I want to get rid of the only reason I do Instagram and Facebook is for this show. Uh-huh. If if we had people that just took it over, I would never pick up Instagram and Facebook again. If we had people to run it, to post every week, hey, this is up, this is what's going to be talked about, throw up some pictures that may have to do with what we're talking about, you know, those types of things, which in my mind is what I would love to do. I just don't have the time to do it. Yeah. If we had somebody that did, that, did that and then you know, if we recorded on Tuesdays and by Sunday we had somebody that said, hey, these are a couple questions that were asked. Would you like to answer them? I would totally get away from social media if we had somebody to run our social media. Yeah. Other than that, like I like my phone to be able to look up the weather. But do I need that? No. My banking. I pay all my bills on there. Can yep. I do that from home? Yes, I could. So I kind of start to go through and I'm like, pros and cons, would I be able to? And I think I talked myself out of it. I'm like, I can't. Just like with work, 
I can't. I have to have that information at my fingertips right. as far as that goes. It's convenient, but, but like, do kids need that? That's the question. No, like, no, kids my do kids not don't need, need to that. know the weather. Their teachers no. are going to tell them. They don't and, need to know. You know, like they don't have banking. They don't no. need to be playing video games at school. They don't need to be playing video games at school. And here, here's another thing. This is a thing that gets talked about a lot in conferences and things like that that deal with the mental health of children. When we were kids, you would go to school for eight hours a day. If you had a bully, if you had a problem with someone, there would be a face-to-face. There might be a three-minute interaction with this bully. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the day was you looking over your shoulder or complaining to your buddies about what you're going to do to that person. Or how you're scared of that person. Or you would go home and you knew that you had a weekend to play at your house to do whatever you wanted to do before going back to school on Monday. Yeah. And what's happening now is kids are going to school for eight hours a day. They're dealing with bullying. They're dealing with peer pressure. And it doesn't end. It doesn't end at three o'clock. That bully who said stuff to him that they walked by, the girl that doesn't like the other girl that walks by her in the hallway and says something, then when they go home at night, they're all involved in Snapchat groups, and they're saying more horrible stuff online, and they're up till two in the morning, so-and-so said this to me, so-and-so said that to me, yeah, well, I'm going to say this to her, and I'm going to say this to her, and they're not getting away, they're not unplugging Mm -hmm. and just saying... Yeah, when I was at school for my eight hours a day, I have this kid that I have to figure out how to deal with. But when I go home, home is my safe place. Yep. Home is where I can decompress. I can debrief with my parents about it, talk to somebody about it. And now kids don't because parents get home. Parents are super, you know, super uh, busy. I felt hor- I felt horrible today. Today, my kids have been wanting to see um, Doctor Strange. We have not been able to see it. We weren't able to see it over the weekend. We wanted to try and see it this week before they go back to their mom's house. And I got stuck at work. I usually get out of work at 3.30. I was I was stuck at work till 6. Had to get home, make dinner for everybody. Yeah. And then basically we get done making dinner and, and we had a really good like family discussion and laughing around the table. Um, and And then it was getting ready for the podcast. You know, so I even feel bad that like tonight I can't like interact with them the way that I want and, you know, go see a movie with them or anything. But parents come home, they're busy as all get out. Their kid, you know, their kids see them buried in a phone. They're buried in a phone. And I, I was just I was just really interested after the day that I had today with all of this nonsense being distributed on, on this phone case that I'm dealing with. I wanted to ask you as a parent who does, as a person who bucks the system, yeah, a person who you're not afraid to go against the grain. I was wondering that about you. Would you, are you getting to that point where, yeah, like the peer pressure thing does not have, have any sway on me. Like I, I feel like I grew as a person, person so much by not having what all the other kids had, you know, I agree. by by being this total nerdy kid and being poor, you know, like we didn't have a lot and I didn't have cool clothes, you know, I didn't, I had these thick glasses and, and, you know, like we didn't have a Nintendo, things like that. We didn't have a microwave when I was a kid until I was like in high school just things like that, I, I think, build character. And I'm worried my kids aren't getting that. You know, like, I don't want them to suffer needlessly, but I also want them to appreciate things. Yeah. And so you have basically swayed me. They're not getting smartphones. Like, they have they have what they need. Yeah. A flip phone you can text on. You yeah. can take really bad pictures on it. <laughs> yeah. If you well, get I mean, into actually, pictures, you get phones, to, I'll get you a camera. The the flip phones nowadays are they actually have decent I believe their cameras are decent. It's just a mm-hmm. flip phone. Mm-hmm. But I believe they still have good cameras. Right. So I mean if you wanted to snap a picture on a flip phone, you can do all that stuff. Yeah. But you know, as far as a flip phone, you're not going to be able to, I don't think, get like Snapchat, Discord, right. you know, uh 
what WhatsApp or you know all these things were were a kick where people are like doing all this like just nonsense with it. Yeah. So with you guys, as we bring this freebie portion to an end, with listeners, I want to hear from you guys. I, I'm interested in this. Um, I'll be paying attention to the diabolical discussion page on Facebook. Let me know what you guys like. What you guys have to go through if you have if you have kids that are reaching that point. If you have kids that are in high school and already have their smartphone, I want to hear. We want to hear your guys' opinions. Let us know what you did with your kids. Let us know, like right now. Hopefully, did we sway you? Can we start the change and uh, again defeat Satanism? This is a small way of defeating Satanism by taking uh, that power back with our kids. I, I just want to hear what you guys have to say about it. You know, we're, are are you in that uh, like Reese right now, where you're thinking, do we get our kids cell phones or not? Um, I think you should not. From the stuff that I have to see at, in my job, uh, would blow your mind if if we sat down and had beers and I opened up and told you the stuff that I have to do for my job. Um, your 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 mind would be blown. Yeah. So, um, kids, like I said, I I have been blessed. Unless my kids are completely faking me out, um, there's nothing that that's ever happened where I would, you know, something's gotten back to me that they've done something stupid on their phone. Um, it, I, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't do the like, hey, I'm gonna check your phone as much as I should. I yeah. think I told my kids at one point, like, you have zero privacy. Like, don't think, because this is your phone, this is like a little secret, like, you're private, like, it's your diary. You have zero privacy. At any point, if I want to pick up that phone, I can pick it up. You better not give me lip about it. If I ask you for a password, you're giving it to me. Like, there is no, no privacy that you get on that phone. Yeah. And, like... Whoa, I just knocked over a fan. One sec. <clears throat> and so even even my oldest, you know, I, I made the comment earlier that, that my oldest is 18 years old, so whatever she does now, that's on her. That's still not true. She, you know, she still lives with me. I want to say lives under my roof. I don't even live under my roof. I'm homeless. I live with my sister. Um, but, you know, as long as we're still taking care of her needs... You know, she's still got to obey by our rules. Yeah. You know, if, if she's going to do stuff with her phone, she can more than she's more than welcome to pay her own cell phone bill. Um, you know, if she wants to get stupid on that thing just because she's 18. But, uh, you know, that's just not her. That's not her personality. But so parents out there, I'm rambling. I want to hear. We want to hear uh, your your concerns and stuff like that. And I'll be more than happy to. Uh, get into more detail about my job and what I have to deal with if you're dealing with that right now. Reese is yawning very no, large. No, Joe, no. So we're bringing I, this freebie portion to my pipes to say piece of pizza. Oh, okay. So see you later, guys. See you. You're good. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Bye, guys. For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com. Make my Hello. lights go on. Hi. Hang on. Hey. Hey there, fella. You're running away. You're running away. Don't run away. From You're your running problems. away. Confront them. Don't run away from your problems. Confront join them. Join me now. Join me now. How come you never say join me now? Join me now. You know? I. I'm gonna. I just didn't. I didn't think. Of I. It. I hate I'm gonna, that you don't. I just didn't. I didn't no, think I need of to it. Say it more. Yeah. Like, just I know. I need to say just, it more. I'm recording. Like, already. just you think of that. Too. Just. But, um, I'm recording. I am. Already. You should be too. Just but think um, just think of that.
Good. Just think of that. Just go up to Randos at the grocery store and go join me. I bet you'd have a few takers. Um, I bet you'd have a few takers. I think takers. so, dude. I, I was going to tell you, let me, just give me a couple more minutes. I got to hit the meth pipe, but I, I'm going to save that for later. Okay. Better than meth? Or half better okay. than meth? You know what's this better stuff. than meth? You snorted or, or half what? half better than meth? This I mean, stuff. I guess you can. It's coffee mate. I mean, I guess you can. Sugar. It's... Coffee chocolate mate, zero cream. sugar. How are you? Chocolate oh, cream. Are you doing? Free basing it? It's amazing. Yeah, or it, I put it in my coffee. Okay. Coffee yeah, or I put it in my coffee. Joe, and it makes your coffee just basically you taste like hot chocolate. Right now? Yes, but I'm drinking decaf. Yes, but I'm drinking decaf. Last I'm drinking, oh, hey. drinking what I, I like to call an FTW. Oh, hey. Did you get, um, did you get a uh, can koozie? Did you get a can koozie? An employee shirt, but I forgot to put it on and it's out in my car. Oh, I didn't get a shirt, but I got a pickle and boot shop. Uh, oh, I didn't get a shirt, but I got Kevin a pickle and Brennan. boot shop uh, can yeah. koozie from it. Thanks, Kevin Brennan. Uh, yeah. Kevin Brennan, thanks, buddy. That I was I was delighted to yeah. get uh, that I a nice little note in there from you. Uh, I always like I always enjoy receiving stuff from our fans. This is like the he's a third or fourth thing that I've gotten from a fan. Didn't he send the pint glasses? And he did. He sent the other two. Didn't he send the pint glasses? Come to think of it, maybe he sent all four things. But regardless, phenomenal. Come to think of it, maybe he sent all four things. But regardless, let's just say four things. That somebody gave me at work because they were like, "Did you know there's a cat candy named after you?" And I did not. But I got them, oh. and now I'm going to give myself diarrhea on the air. Oh. Perfect. Because I'm teetering on the brink of diarrhea. Perfect. Because I'm teetering on the brink of diarrhea. I thought, should I try and go before you you call for this? And then I was like, nah, I'll just roll the dice. Kenny Rogers. I'm a gambling man. Call me Kenny Rogers. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to crap your pants. No when to, when to run away when, in. I'm, I already covered when that. When to crab the your pants. When it is appropriate you, to crab your pants. Yeah, always. Uh, all yeah, right, should we always. clap? Because none of this is going on the episode. All this good stuff, yep. it's all downhill. It's, Three, oh, no. two, one. Oh, no.